Hi, everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where it's classic avoidance here at the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm not in the kitchen. I'm here in the studio. That's right. I am here in the studio. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. I am Miriam L. Wallach, General Manager here at the Nachum Siegel Network. You can find me here right after Allison and right before Nachum's live lunch, and it is Erev Erev Pesach here, both, you know, at the Nachum Siegel Network and, I don't know, in the world. And uh, while my house is bustling with onions being fried and potatoes being peeled, I have opted to come to work, which some people might say is crazy. Other people might say makes me a genius. Shout out to the Rangers who again won this week. We're doing great, folks. And shout out to Israelis who seem to not have a prime minister again or have a prime minister or have nobody in charge or are just looking forward to... um, being part of another election in four months. Ellie Leibowitz had actually commented, it was super funny, I got to pull this up. Somebody, of course, a, 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 a wonderful, um, shall we say, bunch of self-hating Jews commented about all of the elections and how it shows a lack of leadership and et cetera, et cetera. And then he commented, let's just remember that um, Abbas is holding a, is at his 16th year of his, you know, four year term. So there's something to be said for too many elections. And then there's something to be said for not nearly enough. We have a lot going on here at the Nahum Single Network, a full day of programming. That's right, because you are in the kitchen and frankly, I should be in the kitchen, or you're running around like a maniac doing those last-minute things, and again, I'm still here in the studio. We're going to make sure to entertain you the entire day. The Arab Shabbos show is filled with Pesach selections, and Mark interviews a bunch of different members here of the Nahum Segal Network, talking to them, including yours truly, about her favorite Pesach song or Seder song, depending on the way you look at it. But... My show today is particularly exciting, in my opinion, and I'll explain why in a moment. First, let's do the national holidays. What's up, national holidays? Today is National Medal of Honor Day. That's pretty cool. It's also Pecan Day, or as Yoni Pollock would say, Pecan Day. See, that's wrong. That's wrong. Shout out to all my friends in Texas, all five of you, I guess, but that's just wrong. It's pecans. Pecans. It's also the National Day of Celebration of Greek and American Democracy. All right. I don't even know what that means, but, you know, shout out to you also. Um, tomorrow, you should know, which is actually Erev Pesach, is make up your own holiday day. So I would say if it wasn't, you know, Erev, Erev, oh, you know, maybe is today Erev, Erev, Erev Pesach? Three, because Yuntef starts Saturday. Oh, my gosh. I lost count of the Arabs. I lost count of the Arabs. But um, so then technically tomorrow could be last day of Hamid celebration. That could be your holiday that you are that you're celebrating. I've already decided, don't tell my family, that that the meal Shabbos morning that we will conclude before 10 o'clock in the morning or whatever time we're supposed to conclude it will be bagels, box, and cream cheese. Yep, that's what that's the way I've decided to go. I'm not sure everybody's holding by it, but frankly, when I put it in front of them, they're going to have no choice. Let's do the fortune cookie. This will be my last fortune cookie before the Passover holiday. We will be selling the rest of the fortune cookies with the chametz. Here we go. Today's fortune is, it is very possible that you will achieve greatness in your lifetime. Wow. Whew, that's stressful. That is, 
That is stressful. I'm not sure if I want to keep this, play these numbers, or get rid of it and pretend it never happened. But we will leave that conversation for the live lunch. I'm very excited to begin my conversation with my guest today, who's really not my guest, because at the end of the day, this is always his studio. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. I am absolutely pleased and overjoyed to be joined this morning by Nachum Siegel himself, president of the Nachum Siegel Network, and of course, host of JM and AM as he has been for 38 years. Nahum, good morning. Good morning, and thank you so much for having me. Thank you for making the time to be with me yeah, this morning, to be with us this morning. And go. the reason that I was so eager to have you on was because we're basically culminating your two-week It Takes Two campaign. As you had mentioned on JM and AM almost two weeks ago, it'll be two weeks ago tomorrow, on Jamie and Am was Friday, right? Yeah, I can't even believe it's I know. just two weeks. It's crazy. You had announced this campaign on the Friday of, um, fr- two weeks ago Friday, Rabbi Kanelsky joined you um, at the behest of a big philanthropist in the New York, New Jersey area. A very modest and under the radar philanthropist. Right, Why? which is why I'm not mentioning his name. Yeah, I'm just, I'm making the point that this is not somebody who's ever out there. This is somebody who just wants to do good things behind the scenes. Right. Um, very, very important to add that actually. Um, and this whole idea of it takes two, the idea of doing something great for somebody within this two week period, um, leading up to Pesach and then encouraging that person to do something great for somebody else as well. And by the way, great doesn't mean expensive. Great doesn't mean money. Great could just mean picking up something from, for somebody on their behalf and saving them a trip somewhere, just being helpful. And then when that person turns to you and says, you know, this was this was unbelievable. You're such a you're such a lifesaver. What can I do? How can I ever repay you? What can I do to repay you? Your response is do something nice for someone else. So at the conclusion, just about the conclusion of this campaign, I wanted to really speak to you for a few moments about your overview and your perspective at the end of this campaign of how it went. Tell me something. It, you launched it two weeks ago, just about two weeks ago. Did you ever expect to have the response that you did? Oh, never expected the response, but there are two things I want to comment on. The first is, and I think you were saying this, uh, this would you, you know, but I'm going to say it a little differently, and I think you'll appreciate it. Gestures are great. Right. No matter what size, mm-hmm. gestures are great. Once you do even the smallest gesture for somebody, it's greatness. And I think people are picking that up, uh, whether it costs a dollar or a million dollars or nothing. The second thing is, it's funny. Um, maybe I should give some credit to our old, um, our old radio uh, home, because <laughs> if there's one thing I picked up over 30 years, and I think you and other staff members also, you know, picked up that vibe. It's the freeform vibe mm. of WFMU. And why am I giving them credit? Because basically, what happened here was this philanthropist, this person who's very involved in the community, said to somebody. I, I just have to start a campaign like this because we have to increase the chesed that's being done because this COVID thing is now being rumored to again be coming back and we have to combat it by doing nice things and spreading, you know, viral chesed, etc. And and so, and they just came up with this idea, like a free-form, top-of-the-head type <laughs> idea. And then for some reason, free-form, top-of-the-head, they thought I could spearhead this, which was really nice. And I went ahead and in a very passionate way and with good suggestions and with some fun and with some funny and serious interviews with really good people out there who I insisted on referring to as regular Balabatin, 
And I promise you, the people I had on the air are never referred to as regular Balabatin. <laughs> they're given the board member positions and they're identified right. identified with their titles, etc. And we put this together and just uh, a lot of people had tremendous reaction to it. And, and what I'm most proud of, because you asked how it went, and here's what I'm most proud of. So many people, forget about it, the reaction's been amazing. And all the examples of reaction that we've been told about, fantastic. And the stuff we don't know about is fantastic. But what I'm most proud of <laughs> is that people who contacted me and said, I don't know anybody who needs anything. Right. I don't know anybody who you know would be amiable to be a recipient of something nice. And I'm like... Okay, can I have 30 seconds of your time? Because in 30 seconds, I will change your mind. And sure enough, I changed a lot of people's minds. I'm not telling you you have to save the world. I'm not telling you you need to buy a house for a homeless person. I'm not saying you even have to you know, feed a homeless person. I'm saying that regular people in our community, large families, not large families, some people depressed. I'm using that word, obviously, in a non- not clinically. non-clinical right. manner. People are depressed in the last years. And this is what the philanthropist was, was talking about. It's just been a rough year for everybody. They want a little bit of a pick-me-up. They want to, you know. Anyway, so that w- that to me was the best thing. So at the end of that conversation, the person was like, oh, I never thought of that. I actually could do that for somebody and make them feel really good or alleviate some of that pressure. I, I-, I sent somebody what I consider to be a little bit of money to prepare for Pesach. A little bit in the in the scheme of things. Right. 50 bucks, whatever. They acted as if, you know, it was $1,000. They acted as if. You know, this was a lifesaver. What are they going to buy with that $50? I don't know. They might buy a case of very inexpensive wine, which, believe me, is helpful. Right, sure. They may buy dinner for their family tonight and tomorrow. Well, tomorrow they wouldn't because it's Friday, but you get my point. Sure. They may buy dinner, you know, last night and tonight, uh, which could be 50 bucks. you know, and, and certainly would help the people in the house that are preparing for Pesach. Whatever it is, um, e- even that amount of money is uh, is considered to be a great gesture. All of that together, I think, has made this a great campaign. A hundred percent. And as as it's inspired me personally, I have certainly gone out of my way to do things for other people that I wouldn't necessarily have done, honestly, and wouldn't have necessarily thought of yep. had you not started this. And I think that that speaks to... Uh, probably a large segment of our listenership, not that we're insensitive, yeah. not that we don't know that there's hardship out there, but it just didn't click. It didn't inspire me to, or or just move me to do anything about it. It's like I'm I'm recognizing that I can give to Muspia, and I do, and I love Muspia. I'm using Muspia as a really mm-hmm. good example sure. for people who directly feed other people especially before peso right 100 percent. so i can do that but what can i do on a me level and i think that was part of what was key here what can i do on a me level what is it going to take for me to do something nice for someone else and i think that that personal you know you and i have discussed this a million times that there are retail businesses and there are wholesale businesses. And sometimes you reach a whole bunch of people by by targeting one thing, right? right? I can give money to Muspia 
and they'll be able to disseminate it to as many people as possible. But sometimes it's retail. It's one-on-one. How were you able to get this campaign to inspire people to do things one-on-one? So I don't know the answer to that, although I did say to one of the rabbis in the community, and remember, we purposely kept rabbis out of this. Right. Nothing personal (laughs) rabbis, but... Because we were told... No rabbis, no fundraising, no heads of organizations. Right. We don't want anyone to think we're pitching for anything. So I don't know exactly how I did it, but I did say to one of the rabbis that was complimenting me on this effort that it, this is just its just one of the things I'm passionate about. It's just one of the things that I, you know, regular guy trying to convince other regular people out there, women and men, to just do something nice. There's a, a text I want to read to you because I think it speaks to exactly what you're asking. I don't think the person who sent this text would ever have done what they are describing in this text if not for this campaign. Okay. Hi, I was so inspired by the Chesed campaign you promoted that I left a bottle of wine on the doorknob of a divorced friend. Again, I don't think that ever would have happened. And shipped another, a book for Yontif. Wow. Because I said... There are going to be there are people out Ugh. there, even even who have invitations to all six Correct. meals, that are lonely. It's a long afternoon, right? And a lot of people, you know, find it challenging what to do with their time on the end of afternoon, even when there are people in the house. Imagine people who are living alone. If there, in fact, is a good book, you know mm. what a good book can do. Of course, it can, it can pass three, four hours, and not only that, but give you, you know, give your brain some time right. to, to to you know think things through and to and to enjoy something. So I shipped another, a book for Yantav, another meaning, another divorced friend. Thank you for inspiring me, Chag Sameach. I am of the belief that this listener, who I don't know, would never have done this if not for the suggestions we were giving and not for this, you know, one-on-one, as you Mm -hmm. described it, one-on-one concept of of doing something nice for somebody else. And I know, not that we can share all of them or many of them or some of them, but I know you've received a lot of messages like this. This one stands out in your mind. What's another one that's You know what out? I love? And I'm glad you asked that because it's funny. I keep talking about the $4 bottle of wine, which is legit. Yeah. It's a great gesture. But then when I find out that somebody out there was inspired to buy 50 tickets for under, underprivileged kids to Great Adventure. So amazing. You know, Great Adventure, you know. Of it's, course. It's, it's a great, it's a big ticket. Yeah. And, and deservedly, I mean, you know. 100%. It makes sense in a music park costs 30, 40 bucks. That's the way things are. Right. But when someone says I want to buy 50 tickets, do the math. That's a nice check. <laughs> or when somebody says, you've inspired us to start a campaign to just feed people for Pesach, and that campaign ends up in the tens of thousands of dollars. That's an unbelievable uh, you know, an unbelievable thing to be responsible for, frankly. Um, so on both ends, on those who are you know, spending $1,800 to buy 50 tickets to Great Adventure for underprivileged kids, for those who are buying a $4 bottle of wine, for those who are buying pizza for a family of who, you know, who who are fearful that, that a crumb may get into their Pesach kitchen <laughs> or the kitchen that's now Pesach, I should say. Um, there are people out there listening right now who think everybody has a Pesach kitchen. <laughs> I don't even know if you have one. I do not. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't have one. No. We, we have one kitchen that has that some point transformed. Correct. <laughs> and the you know, turnover. And you know what happens? The chametz part keeps dwindling. Like of it, course. Into, into this counter and then this corner and then, you know. And that's going to keep happening till Shabbos morning. I had this whole conversation with my kids yesterday um, because I wanted to finish costuring the kitchen last night. Right. And they're like, well, we, we, you know, but we still have <laughs> Thursday and Friday. I'm like, no, no, no. 
You have Thursday and Friday. I have work to do. You know what's funny? <laughs> like they're gonna starve. Yeah. <laughs> well, in their defense. Yeah. In their defense, one of the things I notice in my house when I'm encouraged to order because you know very often this week you're ordering takeout, yeah. different, and I'm encouraged to order smaller portions. Right. And I say, in defense of the children, I am saying they are eating because of the kitchen situation so much less than usual. They're probably starving when it comes to dinner times. So I'm going to order regular or large portions because I don't know how it is in your house, but in the single home, it sometimes takes a lot to feed everybody. Right. So at this point, my <laughs> attitude is make more pancakes. <laughs> I guess it's a legitimate right. Just make more pancakes. That's I, I just don't think, I, I agree that the lunch special is a good idea year round. I just don't like the idea for the week of Pesach. No. I don't. People need to eat. Yeah, I I hear you. I hear you, but it sounds like you've been talking to my kids and they're ad, they're having you advocate. So we're on different ends of the sympathy scale when it comes to this, but on everything else, thank God we are sympathetic to those who have right. uh, unique. I mean, for so many, it's not unique because there's so many people who are lonely and so many people who don't have what they need. And it's still difficult to have people over. Yeah, it's still difficult to have people over, and frankly. If you're a person who is living alone and has spent last year's Chag by yourself, while you may be clamoring to be invited somewhere, still sitting in somebody else's house is is a step you may not be ready to take. Yeah. You know, you don't want to get sick and be by yourself. You don't want to go through COVID by yourself. It's very scary. And you don't want to be sick alone by yourself. So if you, me, someone else can do something for that person who is going to be alone, the book, the bottle of wine. Yeah. It's a it's a chocolate. wonderful right. It's a People wonderful love gesture. You it's, sit there at the afternoon wondering which which one of the chocolates you should have. You yeah, because you know that that guide that it comes with those oh, little stickers. Those kidding? are wrong. No, not only are they wrong, but then they have the the chocolates that are wrapped in in, uh, in cellophane. Not cellophane. No, What's it's tinfoil. Tin colored tinfoil. Which yeah. which drives me nuts. Like identify yourself. Don't don't make me guess as to what's inside this thing. Come on. Right. And by the way, <laughs> you like the shiny wrapper, and you know it's bad in there. Usually, right? Always. There was, cherry an ex- there was an exception, there. not with Pesach chocolate, but with year-round chocolate. Uh, we got a box from somebody uh, as a thank you, and one of the choices was wrapped, as you just described. We opened it up. It was actually got What? I never, I never had that experience In a million before. years. Yeah, who would have suspected? <sighs> You're listening to That's Life by the way, from Segal oh, Network. <laughs> I regret, by the way, yeah. because of what you just said. I sort of regret, and I have to be a little bit more fair to myself because we forget sometimes what it was like back in April of 2020. But during the year, especially certain Shabbatot and Yontif, mm-hmm. when, when there were people who were literally stranded, right, sure. we, we invited them. They wore a mask at the table. They sat at the other end of the table. This happened in Rosh Hashanah. This happened on recent Shabbatot. And I said to myself, you know, maybe back in April, instead of making certain people that we really like be alone for the Seder, maybe we really should have figured out a way mm. to wear a mask, to put them at the end of the table during the Seder. I mean, again... We didn't know much about this disease, so all of us thought, you know, if you're in the same, you know, building with anybody right. else, you could get sick. But in retrospect, especially, you know, as we're trying to reach out and let people who are lonely feel less lonely, I'm saying to myself, maybe we should have made that consideration or thought of thought of that further. Maybe one of the six meals last year. Remember, there were six meals last year. Yeah. Maybe one of the six meals we should have made. But all right, I'm just... Just an observation. I, I think that's a good regret, by the way. I think it's important and I also to look back it, and say right. maybe we went too far because we have to balance out the chesed and the safety. Correct. And it frames the way you're handling this yuntif. Right. It frames the way we're all handling this yuntif. Last year, we were all afraid for our lives, right. literally and figuratively. Now, 
we are less afraid, we feel a little bit more in control, and we want to help. And I think that that's a huge step in the right direction. And thank God in both our families, we have the freedom of the of the vaccination. Correct. As I said this, as I said yesterday with the people from Joma, you know, now if God forbid I test positive, at least I know that Correct. there's a ninety nine percent chance you're not. That going I won't to... feel well for twenty four hours, but I won't be hospitalized. You or, won't be or hospitalized. Die. You'll have a bad cold. Yeah, exactly. Please God, it should just be a bad cold. Right now, the biggest problem would be the quarantining. By the way, they are now considering. That those because I brought up with the Joma people yesterday what Madison Square Garden's doing. Correct. They're, they're actually recognizing inoculations, you know, vaccinations. Right. And now they are considering uh, getting rid of the whole quarantine thing <gasps> if you can prove vaccination. Because normally, who's the they? Well, the New York City. In other words, in other words, what has been until now? Even if you are vaccinated, if you're in contact with someone who you know tests positive, then it all becomes a big issue. Now, with proof of vaccination, they're considering eliminating. The, and by the way, that whole quarantine thing. Oh, my word. Probably the scary. And, and I know that this sounds ridiculous when people actually died from COVID. But as far as I'm concerned, one of the <laughs> scariest parts of COVID, that people of all ages were in solitary confinement. Right. But that's a whole other issue. Right. I don't that's know how another show. No, yeah, exactly. that's another show. I figured you invited me on. You want my opinion about everything. Well, I usually <laughs> do, but we keep that for the live lunch. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Single Network. We have just a few moments left with Nahum as we not only finish our two-week campaign here at the Nahum Siegel Network of It Takes Two, asking people to do something nice, something great, something small, something generous, something gesturous for somebody else during these two weeks before Pesach, and then asking those people to in turn do something for someone else. We basically have two, three minutes left. Am I right? And you have till tomorrow afternoon to do it. Correct. And you have till tomorrow afternoon too. But we basically have a few minutes yeah, left minutes. to this show. Right. That's what I meant. Right. Yeah, I know what you meant. Okay, so let me ask you a question. You know, Nahum, a lot about life is about timing, right? Right. That's true about relationships. It's true about work. It's true about so many different things. And and I know that you were you were both touched and surprised that this person, this benefactor, had thought of you, right? Um, and for to spearhead this campaign. Well, do, I thought he could have thought of anybody. Like, okay, that. but do you believe you were the right person? in the right time to make this a successful campaign? Uh, well, again, in with all modesty, right. but I do feel after three and a half decades, I can you know, give a truthful analysis of your question. Um, I think there are a lot of people who could do this, and there are a lot of social influencers out there that can reach people and have great concepts that they spread. But this, as far as I'm concerned, um, you know, I take great pride that I consider myself one of the best people to do this. I think the, I think first of all, you need some experience. Sure. I think you have to be a certain age and have lived life a little bit and be familiar with what all the different generations are going through, from the elderly to the kids. That's right. number one. Good. Secondly, um, I have a tremendous enthusiasm for the stuff that's not establishment driven. So if you have <laughs> so if you have a cause or a campaign that's not official, you know, as part of an organization or that's not uh you know or does not have overhead Ugh. or does not ask for money. Remember, this is a campaign where we didn't ask for a penny. Nope. All we did was suggest that you could go ahead and spend, you know, pennies on people. But we never asked for a penny. And with all due respect to the rabbis and I do have respect for the rabbis, we, this was not a campaign that we were looking for religious leaders to inspire us. This mm. is this was you know it's no again it's no coincidence that when I introduced the people that joined me to discuss the campaign, I introduced them as regular Balabatim. What does it show? 
in conclusion to the answer to your question, that regular people can make a very big difference. Mm. And I would hope that more regular people, when they think of a good idea, would go ahead and try to implement it because they'll likely see success. That is such a good piece of advice. Don't get... Don't get overwhelmed by the complexity of something. Sometimes things aren't complex. And don't depend on someone else to do it. Right. Just get it done. But sometimes things, the simpler things, can just be so easily executed and yet go so far. It's literally tossing that rock in the pond. And I promise you, when you bring the idea to people in the establishment, they will discourage you. They have a hundred reasons. reasons Please. Trust me. I can give you so many examples from my own life. Where it just was not the case, and we're uh, and we're t- taking the bull by the horns as an individual, and then believe me, success has many fathers. Believe you me, the uh, uh, there'll be plenty of people who will be joining you if it becomes a successful campaign. Uh, that's the way to go. Well, Nachum, on behalf of everyone who was inspired over the last two weeks and took advantage of your enthusiasm, I want to thank you because we talk about the adrenaline of doing good things for other people and that high that you feel when you've done something for someone else. The kindness endorphins. Exactly. (laughs) I can't tell you how great the last two weeks have felt. I agree with you. I have been on a high for two weeks. And boy, is this a good source of being on a high. Right. It's unbelievable. And it only makes you want to do more. I wake up every morning just so excited to, to simply preach this gospel. Of, right. of doing something nice for other people. Well, I really I really appreciate it, and I know it's had a wonderful impact on the general community Thank and you. our listenership. And may you continue, may we all continue to go Mikhail El Chayil. May I have the opportunity on behalf of everyone, and I know that you say this to everyone else, but I'm going to say it to you. <laughs> I thank you for your hard work on behalf of the Jewish people. Much appreciated. And, chag and a chag to you and to Stacey and to obviously all the kids. Thank you. The ones we're related to and the ones I'm not actually <laughs> related to. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network. And a live lunch begins in just a few moments. Of course. Of course it does. And, folks, I'm just going to let you know. Teaser. Teaser and a little bit of a spoiler alert, the the frog conversation will continue. I know you can't believe that we still have more frogs to talk about, but yet we do. So don't miss a minute of the live lunch and of the full afternoon of programming that we happily and excitedly provide for you today as everyone busily, busily prepares for the hug. Tomorrow morning, join Nachum as he hosts JM in the AM, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. And, of course, Naomi Nachman right after that. And then, oh, Naomi's not on tomorrow. Oh, that's right. Naomi's cooking. Naomi's wherever she is. We're going to have music the rest of the day. Don't miss a minute of anything we have going on. You want to be inspired by the Jewish music that's out there that surrounds this holiday? Don't miss a minute of anything that we have going on. I want to wish everyone a Chag Kasher V'Sameach. And I want to close with a slightly obscure... Good play on words and a throwback Thursday moment. It's Mordechai Ben David with Let My People Go. Trust me, I I know why you think I chose this song today. It's not why you think, but it all works. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys.